I'm Elaine Shannon. I'm Dana Lloyd. Welcome to Soul Sister Conversations, the podcast where we inspire and empower you to connect more soulfully to yourself. On today's episode of Soul Sister Conversations, the podcast, we talk about signs of grace. If you've ever wondered if these are more than just a coincidence, this show is for you. Good morning, Dana. Good morning, Elaine. And here we are, episode... Eight. Eight. Yeah. Yeah. This has been a great... I mean, it's a commitment at this point. (laughs) definitely commitment but I've been having so much fun with the podcast I gotta say the conversations that we're having yes and I'm I'm looking forward to the conversation we're having today because we kind of know what we're talking about but we're always willing to let's see what unfolds and yes and the funny part of this topic right so we mentioned it last week when you got back from Florida we're like okay we need to we need a filler show now in between a guest show yeah we've decided to yes so we think something like that Mm -hmm. and uh and I just kind of throw two coincidences Mm -hmm. because our our relationship is built on a just a, a running series of coincidences or god incidences as you call them and and for and and really like I don't know signs I always say we have this woo-woo connection we do and I didn't know I had it with you there was a turning point where I realized I had it just we always just seem to be thinking of the same thing or reach out to the person when they need it and so we have a lot of conversations around that and often people will talk about things like that being coincidences right and people use that word a lot you know oh that was a coincidence or you're thinking of somebody and the phone rings is that a coincidence or yeah or is it something deeper you know is it law of attraction or are you thinking about the person and you're drawing their energy forth what is that right and And what what do you think it is well i think it's energy Mm -hmm. and i think that your thoughts right your actions like so more your thoughts have energy and so um think about when you walk into a room Mm -hmm. right oh yeah and you walk in and you either feel embraced or you feel repelled, mm-hmm. right? And so you're so the energy is meeting you at the doorway, mm-hmm. right? And so nobody's spoken a word to you yet, right? right? Um, you know, you may not even know anybody in the room, but you just automatically mm-hmm. feel something, right? right? Um, when you're with in disharmony with someone and you see them, there's like this little there's like a disconnect little, there is and you can mm. it's almost like you feel it before you even right like the yeah. magnetic poles you know how they repel each other and so i think that the whole um coincidence and those things are part of that energy mm. yeah you know that feeling yeah. so when when you are thinking of something and then i randomly text you or the or mm-hmm. vice versa it's because the the energy of the person is right. is reaching out, and I and do you think we're on the same frequency? Like, is it a term I, like that? Like, if there's because we definitely know yes. that with radio waves and people, it's like a radio that you tune in. If in you know, now I'm really dating myself. No one tunes in a radio <laughs> anymore. But you yes. used to have to do a you know turn the dial, and it would be fuzzy until you got the clear signal. Frequency. And that's what it feels like to me that either we're on the same frequency or. Our friend Michael Loge, mm-hmm. who years ago taught us about the law of attraction. Yeah. And he talked about that. He talked about it like, 
like the radio dial, yeah. right? And the frequency. And you know, what a gift he gave us way back in like 2005, 2004 or five, when he taught us about the law of attraction mm. and, and energy. And I think, yes, that frequency, um, for people who are, and we've talked about this maybe on the show, I'm not sure, but we've talked about it in person, is that awakening, mm. right? Mm. And so as you wake up, you are tuned into. It's like when I go into the woods, right? Mm. So, for, so for me to recharge, if I'm having a, a sad day or a hard day or even a great day, yeah. right? And I want to charge my batteries up, I go to nature. I go right. in the woods and the trees, I can just feel them filling me up mm. with, with energy. Mm. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And so is it because I'm tuned in, right, to the yeah. frequency of nature? Or I'm just open? Mm. Yeah. It's so interesting because, you know, I would use that term for years, a coincidence. And when I was thinking about coincidences and about this show, I remember uh, Dr. Wayne Dyer's The Power of Intention, the book, one of my favorite books. When I when I first started, you know, soul seeking and I didn't even know it was soul seeking. I thought it was job seeking, you know, you know, what should I do with my life? Right. But I, I realized I was searching for something much larger than that. And then coincidentally, things come onto your path as you're searching, right? Yeah. And I just remember reading in his book, This Power of Attention on page 16, he's talking about combining free will with intention. And he, t he says, talks about in mathematics, two angles that are said to coincide fit together perfectly. So he brings up this idea of coincidence. So he said, the word coincidence does not describe luck or mistakes. It describes that which fits perfectly uh, together. So by combining free will with intention, you harmonize with the universal mind. So that there's something greater going on, this coincidence almost like signaling or... Resonance. So that Re word oh, I love the word resonance. Yes. So the word resonance. Resonance, yeah. I use resonance a lot because that's what I feel like. It's like, and I guess resonance is like vibration. It's, it's, it's striking a chord within you. And that's, to me, intuition. When I, I have a deep knowing and I can just feel it. And for years, I would not pay attention to that. I didn't know. You know, you talk about intuition. You, me, and probably most of yeah, the listeners on the podcast, right? I think this is when you turn the corner on a spiritual awakening, right? Everything has clarity and you start to wake yeah. up and, and pay attention. Maybe when you read books and you're like, right, maybe coincidences aren't coincidences any longer. Maybe there's the world is messaging to me, the universe, God, the people that we've loved who've passed on. You know, I don't know. I'm not going to know until the day I croak and I walk off the elevator to heaven and go, oh, okay. That's what it was all either, about. Either yeah. I was wrong or, wow, we haven't even scratched the surface of awesomeness yeah. here. But that's, I see coincidence now completely different because we have all these, I call them woo-woo moments. We have a lot of woo-woo moments. We have a lot of woo-woo moments. And certainly, you know, everybody probably has heard me talk about my mother and her failure. And she passed away in 2017. And through that process of... Um, her failure, I be really began to be awakened. And since her death, my gosh, the signs, like when you pay attention, I think that's the key was when you become spiritually awakened, you really start paying attention to the world. You see it differently. Things, we talked about it, things are happening for you, not to you. Yes. Right. Why am I seeing this right now? Why am I hearing this right now? Why, you know? I see um, hearts everywhere. Yes. That's one of the signs mm. that I get continuously. And so for me, that is a reminder that I am loved mm. and I am loved. Right. 
right? Which is the essence of everything. And I have found hearts in trees, in the woods mm-hmm. walking. I have found it on the beach, like rocks, yes. heart-shaped rocks in the beach. I, the, I was at a friend's house the other day. excuse me and you know she was showing me around her beautiful apartment and I looked down and there was the tiniest of tiny rocks and it had a heart imprint in it in the in the rock and it was just like and it's just an affirmation that I'm right where I'm supposed to be Mm. having the conversations that you know that are supposed to happen and here's the wonderful thing that happens because of that is I have people that send me pictures of hearts I sent you one from Florida last week (laughs) I think it was a spit stain on the ground, but it was still a heart. It was a heart. Right. Poop stain, spit stain, whatever in the, in the clouds. But people send me. So my daughter, um, her friends now send me heart things. Like they'll see hearts. So, so I see love. And then that ripple effect is that other people see love. So those signs. So people would say, Elaine, that's just a coincidence. You're just seeing them. Right. So for me, I think about when, when you started seeing, when did you realize that even hearts, like, did you see just a whole bunch? Like, how did you begin to make an association that became your symbol? Almost like the universe says, finally, she's picking this up. She's going to get that hearts means we're walking with you. So now I'm going to cry. Oh, because you know, that's true. So when did that happen? So the reckoning, the reckoning. So back in 2011, um, it was a really dark time. Mm -hmm. And 2012, um, I started thinking that there's got to be something better. Mm-hmm. Better, um, or better, bigger, better, better, bigger, better in my something life. Something more going, different yes. going on. And mm-hmm. so in 2012, February, we did a live Ustream show. So Ustream isn't even a thing anymore, but it was a live streaming show. <laughs> it's been updated to it's podcast. Updated <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so back in 2012 and I had, so my husband was helping me and him and I, we had gone through a major sort of reckoning mm-hmm. and the show was Love Yourself back to health Mm. and and so I really needed to feel love because I I'm a person who has a great capacity to love Mm -hmm. others Mm -hmm. but I wasn't so good at receiving as many of us are not right and so I was close to receiving because I felt it was weak I felt that I didn't deserve it. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's, you know, there's a laundry list of reasons right, why right. I didn't accept love. And so all of a sudden, I started seeing love everywhere. And I saw it, like I said. But when did garage. you notice it? And then you started seeing it and then you thought, oh, this is a symbol or probably that, just kept repeating? Probably that year. Probably yeah, that year. Yeah. And, then, and then it just continued. Yeah. And then, you know, when I went to the beach, the beach held a, you know, I love the beach. It's such a healing place. But then it had even more meaning because I would yeah. see, I would see hearts. And right? isn't that funny that you, you said it has even more meaning? Because once you start picking it up, oh. it's just, it's so profound, the symbolism. You just get it so it's deeply. It's like a flutter. So now mm. when I see a heart or somebody sends me a heart or whatever, I just, I get this little jolt of electricity. Yeah. And it's like, yes, yeah, I am loved and I am love. Yeah. And for me, it's roses. I know. As we have my little Lego <laughs> rose sitting on. Your... I was in Florida. We we're at the Lego store and I saw this little set of flowers and one of them was a rose. And I'm like, okay, I can't not buy the Lego can't rose. Know. And for anybody who doesn't know, listening, my mother's name was Rose and she passed away. And I'm in the middle of writing not in the middle, I'm almost the end of it, but trying to tweak the book Soul Prescription for Women. And I really share in that book 
uh, that connection between my mother and I and the when I realized the importance of her in my life on a much bigger le- level than just her being my earthly mother. So as she passed on, roses, my gosh, I see them everywhere. And we've talked about the one we saw on the beach, but I had to pick up my little Lego rose. I just, I just see them everywhere. Like even I told you, I was listening to a playlist and it was a Michael Buble song. Have I told you lately that I loved you? And that was a song my dad would sing around the house to my mom. And when I was walking through the house and I was thinking of that, that was this morning. And I, I reached for a nail file. And as I was filing my nails, I looked down and on my nail file was this four or five roses and it just that instant that the instant that you see that symbol that now has become my symbol the rose um, I see that it's like affirmation that that's what you're thinking about was true uh, or I'm with you and my gosh like I think about my relationship with my mom you know growing up and you know you have these cantankerous relationships just being you know just almost like not connected the way maybe I wanted to be and she and I our relationship changed when she got sick and just that deepening relationship and I can feel that it this was happening for me for a reason and I share that in my book and um so now the the rose my gosh it's just the most powerful symbol for me I just see it everywhere it's nuts even last summer I'll tell you I was at a like it just you know when you need your mother when you're sick yeah and I had this I woke up one morning with this incredible neck pain like it was like it was more than a kink and I said oh it'll go away but my husband and I were going to Halifax on a shopping trip well he had a business meeting so my daughter and I went along to shop for for school and every morning I woke up my neck got worse and worse and I was like my gosh would I have meningitis like I had to lift my head off the pillow with my hand to move it and I was just feeling very I was a little bit scared thinking mm-hmm. is this something it was something bad it was something bad like yeah. I'm like this is more than a kink and I was in pain I woke up crying one night like my husband you got you got to go get me some Advil or something and um and then the next day before we were going home we went into the mall and it was and I was and I I just you know don't stop thought thinking about her but I think thinking my god am I dying is there something going on here and everywhere I went in that mall was roses and I mean not one an abundance. I would walk into stores and every t-shirt seemed to have a bazillion roses, flags with roses. And I would, and I would, and I still question myself, Elaine. I still question myself still whether, saying, I'm still going, is that really true? Come on. You can't make this you stuff up. You can't make it up. But then I'm walking <laughs> yeah. out of the store and I'm thinking this, I'm like, I don't know if this is true. Maybe I'm just making it up. And I walk out and across is a, um, like a soap store. And in these giant letters, I mean, two feet high, the word rose, R-O-S-E, almost like, are you getting it? I'm with you, like gigantic. And I was like, all right, I I get it. it. Right. And it just kept getting big. I mean, it was like roses were blooming, like flowing over into my life. And I was like, you know, I really got to remember to pay attention to that. So every time I see a rose, I just kind of smile broadly and, and know that that's meant for me. There's just a bazillion of those stories. So here's a question. Mm. How has your relationship with your mother changed since since she's passed away? It's deepened. I know that sounds crazy because it's not physical. Like, why couldn't we have it in the physical? But my gosh, I feel like I'm being guided. And I talk about that in my book. Uh, I realize my connection with her. So that's why I say it's gotten deeper. And what it has done is it has brought me deeper to divine love. 
it, it is pointing me in the way. And I realized, my gosh, that was the whole point of it all. Yeah. You know, the ultimate mother, you know, a mother in a, in a greater way that she, she gave birth to me in more ways than one. And it, it, it's so amazing. Like that's, and that's why I say the roses, like, it's just like a, it's like, it speaks to me. It's like, you know, because my, which is the crazy thing is my mother was terrified and die. She was scared of death, scared to death. God love her. And I thought she was courageous. She went first. Mm. And I don't think that's an accident, a coincidence, that she led the way. And um, I tell a story. I won't share it here because I'll keep it for the book. Um, it's at the end of Soul Prescription for Women. It's called My Mother's Final Message. And I could just cry thinking about it because it was such a, an amazing awakening. And uh, so deeply, it's, it's deepened. I feel that when you when you talk about your mom or, or we see a rose, like I I just feel like she's there. Yeah, like she is her her spirit, her energy, her love is just you know. And I know as your friend the pain yeah. that you guys went through when she when her health was declining, and and how you've all been released. Yeah, and there's this amazing abundance of love. Yeah, that you feel from her. 24 7 it is it is so crazy like after mom died it was like you started paying attention i would go into um restaurants and the waitress name was rose <laughs> honestly we coming back from florida the customs agent or someone i don't know security person who you know scanned us through it was rose and i didn't notice and julia my daughter walks by and she goes did you notice her name was rose oh, i was like oh she's welcoming us back to canada <laughs> right and it's just things like that. We laugh and joke about it, but it's actually, there is a deep intuition that there's, yeah. it's like something is being signaled to me. And that's what I would ask the audience to share on our Facebook page. You know, we don't think you're kooky. <laughs> so so don't be afraid to share it with us. Tell us about your signs and symbols and, and, and those coincidences because there it, it amazes me. And I think this is deeply connected to your own spiritual awakening because I didn't recognize it before. And I always and I always say, oh, strangely enough, you sent me something when I was in Florida. And I can't remember exactly what it is now, but it was about something I was thinking about writing. And it was this idea of why do we associate meaning with, I, I, I have deep meaning in life now. Yeah. Oh, And yeah. I associate oh, meaning gosh. with everything. Yeah. And I can make meaning of things. Otherwise, nothing seems to make sense. But the, the whole idea is that it only has meaning when you become spiritually awakened. And that, because before, everything just seemed random. Disjointed. Disjointed. Yes. Yeah. And, I, 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 and I'm just so grateful that I found that path because I know I had been seeking it. I didn't even know what I was seeking. But once you know, you can't unknow. No. And you can't unfeel. You feel it because you feel it too you feel all the time. Oh, I like, feel it. And but for years, I would get the little niggling of you know, oh, you know, I'm thinking of so and so. You need yeah. to send them this message. Or when I'm in the grocery store, yes. you know, I would look at somebody and I would I would think, wow, they yeah. have beautiful hair, or their eyes are sparkling, yeah. or I love their sweater. And I would hold back because I would think they're going to think I'm weird. And then <laughs> yeah. I turned a point where I stopped. No way. Yeah. I stopped editing myself. And so there is no editing anymore. If I have a, if there is a message, then it's, you know, if I see somebody out on the street, I will say, my gosh, you have beautiful eyes. Yes. You know, the, just mm -hmm. the randomest strangers. Yeah. And they'll look at me and they'll be like, 
You oh, just perk them right, perk up. right up, right? Yes. So and it's so fun. It feels so good to because it, it's it's beyond even a compliment. It's like I see you. I see right. Right. I see you may you. have a gorgeous sweater, but really, what I'm seeing is your beautiful spirit. I see you. You know. Yeah. And and that and I think that's what. I've come to realize too is loving that divine spark in everybody, right? Even people that challenge you. And that's the thing, is like I like your divine spark, I just don't like your human self all that much. <laughs> so because oh, people right. show up. Yeah. You know, that you and you're like, why are you so difficult? Or why is this? Because like they're this? showing up but with I, all I, the they have a book they, bag yeah. of stuff they're carrying around. And they're highly attached to the, to their ego. Yes. Right? Yeah. They don't and I look at them, I see everything as conscious and unconscious now, right? Mm. I can tell the conscious people. And we see each other, right? And uh, and it's not a better than you thing. It's not like, oh, I'm so enlightened. It's not that. It's just my own sense to the world that um, when you become awakened, you know, you have bigger, bigger impact on people. Because, and I talk about this in the first book, I talk about forgiveness. And I say, when I see suffering come up my past. So suffering looks like people who don't want to talk to you or who are acting out from their whatever or space. Or pretend you're invisible. Or whatever. Yeah, you know, those things that you feel yes. like it's about you, but it's really but it's about not. them. And I say, when I see forgiveness, or when I see suffering come up my path, I already know yeah. what I must do. And that's forgive them. And those are some lessons that my mother taught me. Um, the greatest lessons of all time. And that's what it's all about. It's about divine love, loving yourself. It's being and understand that you're connected to a greater world, or that's certainly how I see it, right? I mean, and we I, are all connected. That energy, yeah, yeah, connects us all. Um, there's a point I'd like to bring up right now. Mm. A word called a discernment, right? Right. Mm, we because saw that this morning. I know. So there was a little message from Eagle Spirit Journey this morning on her uh, Facebook about discernment. And so when I started on my spiritual journey and I was like, ooh, wow, I'm like feeling great and I want everybody who feels great as me. And I'd be <laughs> yeah. like, hey, you know, do you think you might want to change this in your life? And yeah, then, that doesn't work. No, it didn't go over very well. <laughs> yeah. yeah, shove it away. Yeah. Right, exactly. Yeah. Right. And that's what you, yeah. so there so there's a difference between saying you know wow you look beautiful and sparkly today which you did when I walked in the door you could tell you had a massage Dana because your energy was just <laughs> yeah. sparkling right then yeah. hi I really think you need to change how you're living your life yeah so, yeah that doesn't go over no, so well so there's a discernment right yeah. the discernment of what sort of messages that you're giving to people because yeah. what happens is when you start on this beautiful soulful journey you just want everybody Buddy, to come with you to come with me and you i'm sorry you cannot drag no, no, cajole no. um talk into people who are who don't want to be awakened yeah. or do who don't yeah. want to notice the signs but when they do they end up like listening to a podcast like this or picking up a book yeah. right yeah and that then when the light, and we talk about that and you mentioned this you had a beautiful instagram post the other day What's about that? where the light when the oh, when yeah. the, when there's a tiny space and the light can come in yeah it's so true and because when i hear you talking about that you can't bring people to that journey like come along with us uh spiritual journey everyone's spiritual journey is very different and everybody comes to it in a different time and it's so interesting why you do and i don't know sometimes i think there's lots of people who go through this life that are never awakened and i don't know maybe you come back and get another go round i don't i don't we i don't, don't really know. know i don't really know um but i find that interesting but once you become awakened to me this feels like both a a spiritual 
a leadership principle and what we always talk about leadership, you know, the other stuff that I talk about in my life, but it's like leading by example, not even example, but by leading a life of awakening of consciousness, that's how you will most greatly impact somebody yes. else, right? You can't point them onto the path, but by they see you living your life and, and, you know, finding your passion or just being kind and living with compassion, that that has more, as more wattage, more, yes, you know, impact, impact, impact than trying to pull someone onto a path that, you know, by you shining your light, it actually shines onto the paths of others and helps them lead the way. And, and everybody will come to it in their own time. And I would love to hear from people about where they are on the spiritual journey. Have you, are you on one? Are you, are you uh, looking? Are, are you, you are you are you seeking? What are you seeking? What are you seeking? Yeah. And books. I mean, so we have all yeah, the we books, have books that we have out here. here. Yeah. And so what do you have? Well, so the power of your subconscious mind, mm. which is uh Joseph Murphy. I haven't read that one. Well, it, and it's old. I mean, the guy, you know, he was born in like 1898. Oh, really? My husband oh. bought me this for Christmas many, many years ago when I started my journey, my yeah. seeking. Mm-hmm. And really the subconscious mind is that place where where we are all connected mm. right so our conscious mind that's you know and a lot of times it becomes our egoic mind yeah. right and then there's a subconscious mind that actually if you think about a web it connects all of us right, right? And so, you know, my heart rocks or the hearts that I find, right? All of a sudden, your subconscious mind, when you're away, you yes, see a heart. I see them, right. And you think of me, yes, right? In a kind, loving way. And mm. I feel that energy. Mm. So imagine if you are using your subconscious mind in a different way, right? Mm. So I always say to people, like, if you're working on a project or you're doing something and you're looking for something, tell people, share. Mm. Like, stop holding your cards so tight. Close. yeah right share share the share your ideas share share what's going on because what happens is that enters my subconscious mind mm-hmm. right and then it, it yeah. sort of embeds itself there and the next thing you know could be 6 months later i'm out at an event and i'm like right right dana was looking for this right and mm-hmm. there it is. And there it is. Because now I was working on your behalf. My subconscious right. mind was working for you. Mm. I mean, this is pretty deep stuff. Yeah, right? it is. It's I a mean, fantastic book. Yeah. It really... I'll have to read that. It, it really... Yeah. And it talks about, like, people like Einstein, who who had, you know, they were... T- he was trying to solve a problem. Mm. And so what he did was he went and had a nap. Right. Yeah. Because his conscious mind didn't have the answer, but his subconscious mind did. Yeah. Yeah. So I had a nap and don't yesterday you find that? and it felt yeah. fantastic. <laughs> but that's true. Like, yes. Because that idea of napping is like taking a break and you reconnect to that quiet space within or talk with the voice or whatever and you connect with your highest self. And sometimes when I feel it's not working, I'll notice myself if I'm writing and I'm trying to think of something. I literally have my hands together and my hands on as if I'm praying. I don't even yeah. realize it, but I'm just in this position over my computer and just sort of dropping out and just letting to see what ruminates and comes to me. And you begin to feel like that's a beautiful experience. And I talked about that, I think, in one of our podcasts, I think with the morning pages. Um, but it's that I, for me, writing literally has become the medium to connect to my highest self, connect to that bigger power and figure out what is really meant for me. And, and that, when you were talking about discernment there just a few moments ago, um, that's one of the things I talk about is you have to be able to discern or separate 
your egoic messages from your godly ones because <laughs> yeah. that's that's what your intuition is if i can speak to those godly ones but i know everybody's listening going yeah but dana lane how do we know right and that's where for me you have to get quiet this either you know some people it might be meditation it might be prayer it might be journaling yoga whatever that could does be a nap could be a walk in the woods yeah it could be whatever it is where you get quiet and and likely the the egoic ones are the negative complaining <laughs> thoughts that that are just jaded and the godly fear filled and fearful fear so there's a little it. bit so when you look at that a filter right <laughs> filter it's filtered through fear mm-hmm. as opposed to your higher self which would be filtered through love yes exactly exactly that's a good that is a good discernment right it is. so if you yes. if you can really get quiet enough to yeah. to to ask that question and be yes. honest with yourself. Yes. Am I making this decision from fear or am I making it from love? Yeah. And it's so interesting because we're talking about this getting quiet and we hear about it more and more, you know, because I think we live in an area, uh, a, not an area, but a time, a time when it's so sensory overload. And we heard our guest, uh, Tracy Bell, talk about it on our, uh, with her company, Millennia Key. Tea last week on yes. episode, podcast number seven about she takes time in the morning before she starts her yes. day and it doesn't have to be like an hour you know an even, hour sitting in the lotus yeah position. in the lotus position no Very, yeah but sitting with a cup of tea or a coffee right. or you know i use morning pages sometimes now um again <laughs> but um or taking that time in the morning and just setting yourself straight with the day be grateful for what you have you know that is a powerful place to start your day and when you do that i think you're you're joining with divine love you're inviting that in and you're starting to operate from your day uh, from that perspective and not getting out of bed being fear filled about fear filled about the day or worry or and so i think it's that lesson of constantly returning to love yeah divine love and yeah it's an amazing space to operate your life from and i even have to remind myself because you get so yeah. busy. That's why I see the wrong. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. why I see the signs, yeah. right? Those love. So when I see that, it's it is the reminder, and yeah. there's a reminder every day. And then if you know, and sometimes I'll get the little heart messages from friends. Yeah, that's like, fun. That's just yeah. when I needed to hear that message. Yes. Thank you. It and is. I have forgotten that there's a decision that I was making today, and I was making it out of fear. Yes. You know, and what am I afraid of? And what is it? You know, what am I running from? From fear, and maybe I need to be leaning into that thing yes. with love. And yeah. and even so, when we, you know, when you asked me about this podcast, right? Um, in December, <laughs> when we went out for our dinner, our nice lunch at nice at, uh, at the Reversing Falls, you know, so I had to check in mm. because my ego was like, oh, yeah, because I know. could see you, I, like you weren't really responding. I'm like, hello. Are are you going to and I knew you had to set with you know check I had in to with sit yourself with it because I had to yeah. make sure that it was coming from the right place mm-hmm. right and that the podcast and I've said this from the beginning it owes us nothing yeah right it's not oh, about gosh, no. anything other than getting on sharing. this microphone sharing mm. connecting engagement bringing spirit in um us having our conversations that we usually have alone and then we bring them out into the public, but it owes us nothing. And it reminds me back to Elizabeth Gilbert when Mm. she talked about her writing. She said, I never wanted to owe me a paycheck. Right. Because then it does become fun. Exactly. Or becomes this chore or job and we want to do this from the space of of love and sharing and just we just enjoy joining our energies together which this morning were off the charts i'm telling you and i think i said it in the before video like i was literally driving here and i turned down clark road and i felt like wayne dyer was sitting on my left shoulder yeah you know because yeah. i had saw the picture that you shared yeah, this the book morning that i was going to share yeah 
And I felt his energy, mm-hmm. right? And it was like, and I got here and I was like, I was, I felt like a giggly child <laughs> so that all the little, all the, the spirits that came with me were so excited to show up today. Yeah, I know. And out my front door, you're like, holy cow. You know, the look on your face, you're like coming through as if you were carrying like a ton of people with you. Like, they who'd did. you bring with you, Elaine? I brought a whole bunch of like just spirits and energy with me yeah. because they wanted, they want to talk. Yeah. About, you know, and there's the woo-woo stuff. They, I, so who are the they? Woo, who are they? Two out of three dentists. <laughs> like, so they is Dane and I, and this room that right now, like, look at me. I'm I'm in a power surge right now. Yeah, I, I feel like, warm. Right. I'm in a power surge because, and, and it feels like we're in this little bit of a yeah a, a um bubble vortex you yeah. got it yeah well i was i can always tell the energy because when we knew we were going to talk about this even when you came in this morning like i love conversations like this and we were just talking like i could just feel the deep meaning between us as we're talking about what we're going to be doing we're like we should be have the turn the, the, microphone, the microphone on <laughs> right now we even did a facebook live that you can see in our facebook which is page. pretty funny yeah we look like two old <laughs> Frankie and Grace for a new generation. <laughs> but we had fun. That was our first Facebook Live. Yeah. But I, I love when we come together with that energy because it's powerful. And we it, we we join the two energies together and share that with whoever's listening. And so that's been a fun experience. And I, I love talking about all of our signs. and we the, just, Right. And the signs. So, so uh, for the people listening, like if you are seeing signs. And, and questioning yourself. Oh, could, come on. Is that a coincidence? Start to think about what is this guiding you to? Or is there maybe a loved one? when did the sign show up? What was yes. the question going through your yeah, mind when yeah. the sign showed up? Right? When the sign showed yeah. up. Yeah, because I, I have this little book that I showed you and it's a little turquoise book. I'll show the on the video. It says, uh, with God, all things are possible. And it's a, a quote from Matthew. And when I found this after I read, oh, it's been a few years now. Oh gosh, maybe six or seven years or more. It's called The Unmistakable Touch of Grace by Cheryl Richardson, who's actually a life coach. Um, I originally saw her back in the 90s on Oprah. 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 The very first time. So really ultimately got life coached through the television, through this Isn't lady. That interesting? And, and she gave a whole bunch of questions at the time. And I still have those questions and the answers tucked away. But after I read this book the unmistakable touch of grace she recommends writing down your signs of grace so those things that you would call coincidences ah. so i found this beautiful little book and i just write down uh, especially if they're complicated stories where there's been a lot of stuff happening i write them down so i don't forget them because i've had some that were so big and so beautiful that i mean some of them i'd probably tell you you'd think i'm crazy but it's um you know amazing like i even think about just a couple weeks ago i had um i was cooking dinner and i was thinking about mom and i was thinking you know where are you mom like are you there is there a sign like send me a sign and i was listening to music at the time i was a cook as i was cooking it was a john mayer song and it and all i heard right then was roses in my hand i was like oh there you are and i shared it it's crazily enough so i took a picture of my mom and i had the song playing in the background yeah. and put it on my instagram story and um and and then a, a cousin saw it and so we started this little conversation back and forth and because i was wondering you know where are you mom and and my cousin shared this beautiful story with me. And she never shared it with me before. And when she saw that that Instagram story about the roses and getting signs, she said, I, I want to tell you that shortly after your mom died, um, I had, and she was and she was close to my mom. She, I saw her in a dream. 
I dreamed about your mom because I don't dream. I only had one dream about my mom and I thought I would dream about her a lot more. But she said, I had a dream about my mom. She goes, I was shopping and which my mom liked to do. And she said, I looked up in the dream and your mom was there waving to me. And she said, hi, Haley, I'm okay. And I felt like that was a sign that she was, I was wondering, are you okay? And I felt like that was a sign for me to say, I was supposed to know that story at that point in time. And to let me know, I'm like, thanks. I know you're okay. That's beautiful. Yeah. So amazing. And so instead of your cousin keeping that story to yeah. herself, sharing, she discerned and she knew that, that I it needed was to time. hear it. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and yeah, that this something was speaking to her to say, tell her the story, Haley. Tell her the story, which is so amazing. Which is so amazing. So you brought your book out this morning when I came in. Yeah. And there was a, there's a, a fantastical story in mm. there mm. about back in what was it, 2014? Yeah. So that's how we've been sending messages yeah, back, back and, and forth. forth to, and that's to each the, that was since. the one I started to realize. I'm like, why? Why does she always send me I stuff see at the time? Me this weird stuff. Well, always <laughs> sending me stuff at the time when I'm like, when I need it, or I was like that, and I go, that's weird. <laughs> when you, I mean, you find yourself going, that's weird, or that's a coincidence. <laughs> and so, it, you know, the, and that one was a compli- you know, complicated, but a lot of different things happening in that story that, you know, if any of you out there see 111, I saw 111 a lot when I was thinking about this uh, particular instance, and Lane was like texting me about red feathers. and That was back when we were in sort of this feather phase. That we, oh my gosh. What, what specific colors I have of to feathers. tell these stories. I know, have you had feather, you see feathers? I used to see feathers, but now, to, it's, now it's hard rocks. I know, me, it's roses. Hard, but whatever. I used to see feathers. And this is so funny because I have a friend who I think was really instrumental of, in bringing me to this. And I was talking to her on the phone one day and she's into, you know, talking about angels and feathers. And I had never heard about feathers being a sign. And she's she's talking about, oh, I found this sign or feather in my house. And uh, I'm like, feathers? And then she goes, yeah, there's signs of angels. And I said, I'd like to see a couple of angels around here. And so, honest to the God. The skeptical Dana. <laughs> the skeptical Dana. I swear to God, I say that. I grab my laundry basket. I'm on the phone with her. I go downstairs. I had scrubbed my kitchen, so I knew it was very clean. And I have a black stove. The stove was very shiny black. And at the, I was seeing the corner of my eye. I see something on the stove. And my, my dog's white. I'm thinking, why is there a piece of Ozzy's tail on <laughs> <laughs> on the stove and and uh, and here it was a white feather Dana. sitting on the stove and i'm going as i'm talking to my friend about this i'm like okay that that's a little weird and of course yeah. my doughty doughty person yeah. i'm telling her this and so i grab my laundry basket and i head back up upstairs i'm like well that's crazy maybe if i saw a bunch of feathers then oh maybe so you're giving it a test <laughs> Okay, so I'm going to test this. Now, maybe if you show me a lot of feathers. I go upstairs, I dump my clothes on the bed. I had these two huge uh, pillows that I, or I did at the time, that I don't sleep on. They're just for pretty. So they're very thick and hard, but they're uh, feather pillows that are are inside these pillowcases. I look at, I'm staring at one of the pillowcases, and it has seven feathers half sticking out of the pillow. Like pointy parts. Pointy parts. And I'm going... Well, that's strange. I don't remember having to pull out feathers out of that pillow before. And I pulled seven feathers. And then I'm like, okay, that's really strange. But then I go, you know, you know, you really have to be a lot more than that. And if they were red, then I'd believe you. They're red. I walk downstairs. Dana. I know. I walk in and on my, on my chair, I have two pillows that are trimmed with a thousands of red feathers. And you didn't even. I noticed. Like it- didn't even notice it. And I'm going, okay, that's a little weird. And then I'm still going, I don't know. But I just had this weird awakening. 
And I'm telling you, these feathers... Uh, I remember back to the uh, feather years. Yeah, I, I know. I, maybe that's just how, they, how we get led into it. The feathers lead us in. I'm not sure. The feathers, yeah. I used to collect feathers so, on the beach. I know, you know, I was not aware of feathers. I would start seeing them in places. But what was even stranger... I know this comes even stranger. I, I, my daughter um, was... I'm not questioning that, but she at the time she had a a, a child in her class, and her, his mom suddenly died, and she was quite deeply affected by that. Like you know, thinking of course, could you lose me? And I remember comforting comforting her one day on my lap when she came home from school, and she was kind of crying about it. And I was just talking to her about feathers, and I said, you know, I said I've been finding that feathers have been signs. You know, I just find them, and I said maybe if you ask for a sign, a feather that'll be a sign that everything's okay or something like that and so she got off my lap and went downstairs and um you know I never thought anything about it and I was still sitting at my desk working then about 10 minutes later I, she comes up the stairs with a turquoise feather in her hand going I found it I got it I got my sign I'm looking at her I'm like what and where did that come I, from? I don't know. It was sitting on the um, coffee table. <laughs> but the fact that she recognized, she she's very open to that. Yeah. But I thought that is, uh, you just go, that is strange. So here's Dana, who now oh. is this beautiful, open, you know, mm. tuned in person. And back to the feather days, you oh. were questioning Quite, the hell oh, question out of it. everything. And I think I was being tested. And and, and I, that was the beginning of awakening. It was the beginning of, okay, there are signs on my path. And like you, the roses have become my thing. I see them everywhere. I mean, on nail files and t-shirts. And I'm like, come on, is that? Why? I've said, I've never seen so many roses in my life on things. I've, I was not aware of it. And uh, it's just, to me, it's a comforting sign. It's a very comforting sign. I love it. I love it. I thought it would end with a, oh, a quote today, if I can find it, because I thought it was really good. I'm find my glasses. Yeah, they're right oh, they're right in front of me. I can't even see them. But this was, I was just rereading some things from Cheryl Richardson's an unmistakable, The Unmistakable Touch of Grace, and I thought this was um, t- tied in with what we were talking yes. about. And it says, uh, Ramakrishna said, the winds of grace are always blowing but you have to raise the sail. And I thought that was appropriate because it is about awakening. You have to be able to see what's in front of you. And I feel like our sails are fully raised. They are. And we are catching the winds of grace. It's beautiful. Beautiful. Awesome. Thank Thank you. you. Thank you, Dana. Thank you. I'm Dana Lloyd. And I'm Elaine Shannon. You've been listening to Soul Sister Conversations, the podcast. You can connect with Dana at DanaLloydLeadership.com and you can connect with Elaine at ElaineShannon.com. Please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast and join us for more Soul Sister Conversations. Thanks for listening.